welcome back to the Librarians by the Sea podcast, where we share our love of a good book with you. I'm your host, Caroline Margolis. And I'm your co-host, Sarah Dardina. Welcome back. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Good to be back for our second episode. I mean, our second episode of the new format. Yeah. So just to remind everybody, we are going to start doing a weekly podcast where we're going to do different segments. And sometimes we'll bring on authors, but sometimes it'll just be Sarah and I chatting. Your favorite people at the library. (laughs) Anything new going on with you, Sarah? Just a lot of planning for summer reading program. Oh, yeah. We're doing a lot of... uh, a lot of revamp in the library, a lot of straightening up, some some late spring cleaning, <laughs> early summer cleaning, early summer cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Getting ready for a lot of people to come in now that they're free from school and perhaps on vacation. Mm-hmm. You got to get those beach reads. Absolutely. The weather's good. Be outside with the book. Mm-hmm. But maybe not beach read by Emily, uh, Emily Henry, although that is an amazing book, but it will make you cry in public. And it's called Beatreed? It's called Beatreed. Wow, what a trick. (laughs) All right. So I guess with that, we will get into what we're reading. So currently, I am re-listening to the Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo. And if you guys are longtime listeners, you'll know that I did a segment with my sister, Katie, and her friend, uh, because they have their own... um, they have their own blog about reading. And we had talked about the Grisha verse series uh, that I, and at the time I had not read it. And then right after that podcast, I had like bust through and like read them all in a very short amount of time. <laughs> They're very bingeable books. They are very, very bingeable books. And uh, so I started to listen to them for my sleep playlist because I, I just have a hard time falling asleep. So I had, I was trying to figure out a way to like, sleep better. I used to listen to this one, like a uh, tarot card reading woman oh. on YouTube. And I would like just play the video, flip my phone over. So it wasn't, wouldn't be bright. And then I had like a little playlist of her videos. And then she was just so calm and she would always say these positive things. And then YouTube started to go crazy with the ad. This was, <laughs> this was like 10 years ago. And so I was like, all right, like I'm just falling to sleep. And then it's like, do you want to buy? <laughs> just screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> So I stopped doing that. And then I was like, all right, how am I going to fall asleep? Cause I don't want TV and I just need something like soothing. And so, uh, I downloaded audible and I like kind of like saved up the points. And this was before I worked at the library and I knew about Libby, which is an amazing app where you can have audiobooks on your phone for free, for free through the library. <laughs> uh- <laughs> And, um, so I bought, um, this was also many years ago, but I bought, um, all the Harry Potter books because oh, I had yeah. read those as a kid. And, um, I got the American version with Jim Dale because the, uh, British version of the audiobooks is read by Stephen Fry. And, um, the, I don't know why they're both British, but there's oh. two different people who read them. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. But um, I have the Jim Dale Harry Potter books. So that was my like series for a while. And those are nice just because I can like throw them on. I already know what's happening. It's just like, I don't know, a nice way to like tune out my thoughts. Yeah. Background noise. <laughs> yeah. And just have some background noise. And, um, and then um, after many years of just doing those seven books, uh, I started to throw in a couple more. So I have, um, what else do I have? Oh, I have little women. That's part of my rotation. And then I have, um, oh, and I have the red tent too. 
I don't think I know that one. Oh, it's really, it's really good. That's actually one of my top recommendations to people. And it's just a really nice book. It's, it's sort of biblical, but it's about one of the first stories in the Bible is about Jacob and his sons and how they like sack the a city um, because they claim that their sister Dina was taken by the prince. And uh, it's Dina's story and how her story unfolds. And it's really, it's just, I love it. It's just a yes women book. Oh, it's like, it's one of those retelling books. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, it's like historical fiction, essentially. Okay. I love so, that. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. And I get, I get different reviews from people on that book because mm-hmm. some people really like it. And some people are like, this isn't realistic as how women would be treated. And it's like, yeah, I know. So I'm reading about in fiction yes. and not a history book. I used to work at a law firm and one attorney, she was just like, I tried to read it once, but the prose was too simple. And it's like, it's just supposed to be a campfire story. Oh, we get it. You're I know. A lawyer. <laughs> no offense to lawyers None. listening. I'm sure you're absolutely lovely. I'm sure you love fiction. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so going back to The Shadow and Bone, um, I'm currently rereading that. I am on Siege and Storm. Okay. Yeah. And how are you liking it this time around that you know what the story ends up being? I really like it. Although I am finding that because I've only listened to it once before, I like go back to like the point that I kind of think I fell fell asleep. Whereas if I'm just listening to it on my own, I usually don't do that. I just play from, I usually set it for like between like 30 minutes to an hour, depending if I think I'm going to take a while to fall asleep. And then um, I just let it go. And then I just pick it up the next day. I also am finding that I am listening to it while I'm not trying to sleep too, just like in the car or something. So it's actually worth yeah. listening to awake. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. So, and I also started, I actually, I didn't start it, but I did get the Sea of Tranquility as a Libby audiobook on yesterday. So I'm going to start that soon. Mm-hmm. That's and on my list. It's, I hear it's good. So I don't know anything about it. Me neither. Uh, and everybody, you can also get Sea of Tranquility on Libby. Uh, you can get it as an ebook or as an audiobook. You can also pick it up in the hard copy at the library for holds. And I'll actually put a link to the holds at the library in the link in the description. But um, yeah, and actually Station Eleven, her previous novel, that was the first book I ever read on my tablet. Okay, good choice. Yeah. Uh, well, depending <laughs> on when you started. Reading. No, this was this is when it came out. I think it came out in like 2014. Oh, okay. So uh if you still have anxiety about the pandemic, uh don't read it. Do not wait, give it a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I read it in 2019, so I just missed the panic, <laughs> which is great timing on my part. Um, and it is a very beautiful book. It's a very mm-hmm. hopeful book considering the subject matter, but still. Yeah, basically a disease. That is more deadly, I would say, than COVID whipped through the entire world very quickly. Very quickly. But a lot of people were drawing comparisons at the time. Yeah, which makes sense. It it does. It really does. I would say the contagion of it aspect was similar. The deadly, it it was more deadly in the book than it was. Yes. It was deadly enough that it caused the class of society. So very few humans are left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and I was I was telling you yesterday that Janina was starting to read it like right as the pandemic was kicking off. It was I think right before we shut down. It was either right before we shut down or right after we got back. They really loved to hurt yourself. I, and I was like, why are you doing this? Don't yeah, read choice. this right now. No, pick something fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's really what what was needed at that time. But yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm that's what I'm reading right now. What are okay. you reading? 
good choices for you. I am on the third book in the manga series, My Love Mix-Up, um, which is a great series if you haven't picked it up before. It's a comedy, it's a rom-com. And finally, it's a story with an actual love triangle. Because normally I hate love triangles, vehemently hate love triangles, because they're not triangles, they're corners. <laughs> there is no such thing. <laughs> I've never heard it put like that, but that's literally perfect. I saw it in a tweet and I'm like, that's why I hate it. Because there's no such thing as a straight love triangle because it has to go A to B, B to C, C to A. Instead, it's they're being pushed into a corner. But in my love mix up, it's an actual triangle, which is very refreshing and nice to see. We have main character Aoki, apologies if I mispronounce any of these names, by the way, who has a crush on his classmate, Hashimoto. Um, and they're kind of friends, but he doesn't really talk to her as much as he'd like to. And one day in class, he needs an eraser and she lets him borrow hers because she's a very nice person and he sees that she's written his classmates Ida's name on the eraser which apparently there's this thing a belief that if you write your crush's name on an eraser they'll fall in love with you but then there's evidence that you like that you have there's evidence that you have feelings I know which is disgusting (laughs) absolutely not but that's what causes problems the fact that she wrote it down he discovers that she has a crush on his classmate and he's like She's like, well, please don't tell anybody. He's like, of course I won't tell anybody. But then he drops her eraser and Ida picks it up. And he's like, why'd you write my name on this to Aoki? And he's like, oh, because, and he realizes, oh, I can't tell him that. Because uh, then I'd be like letting it know that she has feelings and she's a teenager. She wants that to happen. Of course, of course. So he's like, I wrote it. And now we've entered into the, the uh, problem where Aoki likes Hashimoto. Hashimoto likes Ida. Ida thinks Aoki likes him. He doesn't like either of them because he doesn't know him that well. <laughs> and we, and now we've entered into the comedic setup of miscommunication and problems. But as Aoki gets closer to Ida to try and help Hashimoto and Ida get together, because now this is his goal, he wants to help the girl he likes, mm-hmm. he starts to fall for Ida instead as they spend more time together. And the plot thickens. <laughs> I love this. It's it's a great setup. I won't spoil what happens, but just know it doesn't go. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. And it gets so much better. Oh, good. And so much funnier <laughs> and so much more interesting. It sounds like Shakespeare. It does. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a comedy of errors, even though that's mm-hmm. not twins, but still miscommunication. Um, and yeah, it's just really great. It's really great representation. Aoki is a bisexual character, which you don't see a lot come up in well manga at all or fiction at all so that's great to see and there's no like homophobia in it it's all kind of just nice people being in relationships in high school so I highly recommend that and to prove that I don't only read YA <laughs> I am also almost finished with the book Armistice which is the sequel to Amberlo um, by Laura Elena Donnelly again won't go into spoilers but the premise of this is a trilogy it's a like almost noir-esque 19 like alternative 1920s setting um spy novel which is very interesting and very well done um it's set like i said in like an alter- it's like alternative historical fiction it's not set in the okay. past but it has like the world building of the 1920s um but is it present day or is it like no it's um, set the way it was described in the reviews was like an alternative 1920s london i think was supposed to be okay or maybe new york some city, metropolitan area. Yeah. Um, when I first picked it up, I thought it might be fantasy just because I've never seen an alternative historical fiction before. Okay. But there's no magical elements. It's just set in the, the separate past. So that follows characters Cyril, Ari, and Cordelia, 
Um, Cyril is a spy for the government. Ari is a smuggler and Cordelia is a dancer. And their paths intersect as they are faced with a fascist takeover from a very conservative political party, the Ospies. Again, I might be pronouncing that wrong. Um, but it's just very interesting to see how like subtle the, their infiltration is ah, and how okay. fast something can fall apart. It's not a cheerful novel. I will say that. Um, it's, it's a little bit stressful to read, but it is very engaging. It's a page turner. It's a page turner. I couldn't put it down. And I there is a lot of world building in it. So there's some talk about like taxes and like borders, which maybe at the beginning was a little bit confusing. But once you get into it, mm-hmm. once you get into the drama of it, it starts to get very cool because Cyril who very much does not want the Oscars to take over because they are a conservative group and he is dating Ari, who is a smuggler and kind of a criminal, even though Cyril is also in the police department. It's a little bit complicated. Um, but they blackmail him to help them take over. And so then it becomes even more intertwined. Oh. It's very complicated, but it has a really great voice, very consistent style. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool because it's that 1920s, I say noir, I don't know if it's technically noir, but that's what I call it. Um, voice without the misogyny or homophobia or racism, because it's the style, but being written in modern times. Okay. Um, and Laura Elena Donnelly is a great writer. Again, highly recommend this series. If you like heists, if you like spy novels. I love heists and spy novels. <laughs> You like high stakes. It's a very interesting series. Awesome. All right. I think that wraps that up with what we're reading. We're now going to move on to library news. And to start off with library news, we are going to talk about Leah Motley is now the youngest Oprah book club author. And she is 19 years old. And she wrote the book Night Crawling. Uh, And it is set in her hometown of Oakland, California. And the novel follows Kiara and her brother. They're scraping by, they dropped out of school and she sort of stumbles into this job as a night crawler, which I'm, I don't quite know what that is, but when I read the book, I will. And it is described as a dazzling novel about a young black woman who walks the streets of Oakland and stumbles headlong into the failure of the, its justice system. And uh, the book is getting amazing reviews and I'm excited to read it. Yeah. Not surprising. It sounds like an incredible concept. And the fact that she wrote it at 19. I know. What was I doing at 19? I know. And this isn't her first attempt at writing. She's written two other novels. I don't know if they're published, but um, she's been writing for a while. And I think that at 16, she was like, poet laureate oh my god yeah so she's just had an illustrious career her whole life <laughs> so i'm really looking forward to reading it and yeah. um i think it's out now it's not at the library yet but it will be soon but you can also get it on libby yeah that sounds great so if you want a novel that's about poverty and the justice system racism mm-hmm. in america highly recommend it looks like it's gonna be great mm-hmm. i'm very excited to read it Um, And in library news, we have the Hanover County School Board in Virginia has decided, remarkably, not to remove a book from its school library. Yay! Yay. I know that sounds like it's, I know that feels like an out of left field considering recent news, but we're very glad to hear it. So in a vote of four to three, 
close enough, I guess. The board decided that the book, A Place Inside of Me by Zeta Elliott will remain on the shelves for students to check out. Um, if you're wondering why this was up for consideration, shockingly, it's because it's a, because it explores the emotions of a young black boy after a girl in his community is killed by police. Some parents thought that this book was biased. They didn't like the way it portrayed police officers. They don't like any discussion of racism happening in schools, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard this all before. They felt the book was too mature to be in an and they felt the book was too mature to be in an elementary school library. But the librarians evaluated and advised the board that the book met the standards for collection development in the school and for the elementary school age. Um, and especially since it demonstrated the structure of poetry, they have decided to move it to the poetry section in the library, but it's still available for checkout. Mm -hmm. And I will say the argument that this is too young for elementary schoolers to read a little bit insulting considering stuff like this happens to elementary school aged children. They should be able to see their experiences reflected in stories. Exactly. And you can pick up the book in the children's room of our library. The link for it will be below. And lastly, in library news, the George C. Gordon Library in Worcester is reevaluating their collection for a library revamp. And what that includes is uh, doing some weeding, uh, highlighting collections in, or certain books in the library that are going out more, books that are going out less. And what they're doing is uh, moving things around, uh, making sure their shelves are clean and making sure that the library is more user-friendly, which sounds, <laughs> which sounds, <laughs> which, <laughs> which sounds shockingly relevant to us because that's what we're doing. Yes, it is. Yay! Yay! Late summer cleaning. Late summer cleaning. Early summer cleaning. Yes. <laughs> Early summer what, cleaning. What time is it? I don't know. I don't know what time of the year it is. All happening all at once. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, a lot of libraries do this, and what that means is that they go through the collection and see, you know, what books are going out. There are sometimes I will go through our collection and I will find books that have never left the shelves in ten years. Yes, and that just happens. Like we order books that you know come out that we think might be popular, and they just fall through the cracks. Yeah, you know, and. Taking those books off can hurt sometimes <laughs> as somebody who loves books, but it opens up the shelves for new books that we think might be more relevant or more interesting today. And the books that we pull will sometimes get donated. So yeah. it's not like they're being erased from time yeah. in history. They go to the book sale. They go to the little free libraries. And then we have room for fun books. And then they don't look overcrowded and messy. Yes, much easier to, you're not overwhelmed by choice. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to see the new stuff that we have. And it just looks nicer, cleaner. It does. It makes me very happy. I love working. I love, oh, I love after like you've rearranged the bookshelves and then you pull them out and then you just push them in so that they're all level. They all look mm -hmm. this, oh, it's so beautiful. It's satisfying. You step it's back so satisfying. <laughs> What's it called when it's like the soothing videos? ASMR. Like, ASMR. <laughs> That's my ASMR. You just the sound librarian reorganizes books. Just mm -hmm. the sound. That's like my Pinterest. It's just all books that they're like, they all just are pushed back nicely. They're all about the same level. Like, oh. yes, publishers, please don't change the format of the series in between because that messes <gasps> up my ability to organize it. Oh my gosh. When they're like just slightly different. The worst. It's so bad. It should be a crime. <laughs> More different sizes or thicknesses, or they change the covers. Why would they do that to us? 
my my stepmom loves the show Monk. Mm-hmm. And so for a while we had like all the Monk DVDs. <laughs> and if you watch that, it's about a man who likes everything and organized. Uh, I've never actually watched it or I guess I've seen some, but I think he might have some form of OCD or maybe some insensitive for the time version of OCD. Yeah. Um, But uh, basically when they put out all the DVDs, like some of them were the same and some of them weren't. And it was just so funny. She's like, why would they do this to Monk? That had to have been intentional. Oh yeah. (laughs) We know what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. So if you come into our library and if there's a book that you want to stay in the library, the best way to do that is check it out. Definitely. Because if it doesn't circulate, it's going to the book sale. Okay, we get rid of it. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I'm happy for Worcester. Yeah. Doing their library thing. Very cool. And now moving on to what's happening in our library. And on Thursday, June 30th at 5 p.m., we're going to have Lisa Mazia from the Tarot Collective come. And she is going to do a workshop where she is going to explain how to read tarot cards and do a group tarot reading. And she comes really well-reviewed. I'm very excited to have her. Very cool. I love tarot readings. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the town will be celebrating its birthday the weekend of June 25th. That's very exciting. Uh, So if you want more information about that, you can visit swampscottma.gov for more information about the events that will be happening. And as always, there is going to be Messy Mondays and Wiggly Wednesdays at 10 a.m. for children. Very cool programs. And speaking of the children's department, don't forget that we have the mini horses coming on June 28th. You absolutely don't want to miss that. They are adorable. Uh, There is all this information is going to be on our website. You can see what's happening, what times and how to sign up for everything. I cannot wait to see those little horses with the unicorn horns. I can't wait either. I'm going to take my They're home. actually very, very cute. They're I adorable. highly recommend it. Do not miss. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.